Welcome to the Propane Business Podcast. I'm Johnny. And I'm Yusuf. We set up and built propanefitness.com into the profitable semi-automated system that it is today, which allowed us to quit our corporate jobs and coach online full-time. More importantly, we were able to do this without a huge online audience or being glued to social media every day. We're now ready to share everything from the failures we've made to the systems that now consistently generate hundreds of thousands in revenue. We help personal trainers, coaches, and gym owners do the same by avoiding the mistakes we've made and the best practices going forward. Subscribe to this podcast to learn what we're doing and what we've done to build and scale propanefitness.com. We'll be teaching you how to generate a steady flow of online clients, win at Facebook ads, automate your coaching systems, and to achieve financial independence. I've got a notification. Oh my god. It's being recorded. For training purposes. I'd like to raise a point of order. Please do. Do we read them and understand them? Has the the meeting begun? The meeting has begun, so I can. What's the topic of the meeting? Order. Well, you. What's the topic of the meeting? The topic of the meeting is propane business podcast. So what we'll be talking about today is how to run an online fitness business. But you have a point of order to bring, so please, please. Well, the point of order, the point of order was, I'd like to know the the subject of the podcast. Like to know the subject of the podcast. That that was an evasive answer, Alex. I think uh, we have (laughs) very political. We have a few options of how to coach lifting technique online. How customized do your client programs need to be? Um why we don't use personal trainer apps um how to deal with a client who doesn't follow the program oh i like that the steel man episode i like this but this is a series as well where we all pick something that we have a different stance on and argue the other person's case we also started a bull and bear series and then never did any more oh, yeah like we the three of us did bull and bear one and then we did no more Bull and Bear. Right, the okay. sequel. Let's do some Bull and Bears. Personal trainer. I saw a, <laughs> I saw a YouTube video this morning about who would win between a gorilla and a bear. And the guy who did the video did a lot of analysis. I was incredibly impressed. Like he looked at various sources of information about like how strong is a gorilla, and can we know whether any, any of those are fair tests? Because like, was the gorilla even trying? And apparently there's a report of a gorilla ripping a man's head off in a zoo. I can see that. So well, I so came away from the video thinking gorillas are pretty impressive. That's so strong to rip someone's yeah. head off with just with you. Ripped its arm, this bloke's wow. arm off, and then his, head, then his head off. Well, isn't that the great irony of any human beings trying to lift weights? Is that, like, all other primates are significantly... Like, not even... World records, like not even close. Like, <laughs> like chimpanzees are four times stronger on average than males. Now, I don't know, like, you know, the training effect of a chimpanzee. I don't know how much, like, you know, how maybe strong, their ceiling starts they get. Yeah. I've heard well, someone say that humans are the best at running long distance, like, out of all the naff. animals. But birds so absolutely smash it. Birds! <laughs> <laughs> You mean like actual birds, don't you? Yeah, like being birds? able to cover distance. Birds, birds, birds like, like, a, long, long like a although like birds, air. as in women, are very are, are the best at like ultra marathon type um, events. Really? So like extreme length swimming, 
extreme running. I mean, we're getting into genders, gender also, and sport here. If we're not planking, happy. planking, isn't that like the the all time world record plank? Yeah, it was a Buddhist guy who oh. goes deep into into the yeah. the nervous system and planks. He, he he's got you. records for like most land like rowing time and like re- just horrible endurance events that he does for like eight hours. We can plank more than the chimp, maybe. But chimps don't even train. Like it's not like chimps are that strong because like oh, calling them out. Clearly, clearly they are. Yeah, they literally don't even lift. Like clearly, it's not because of the like the deadlift programming they're doing. Chimps, they're just natural or not, they're just that way all the time. Yeah, they don't. Bear Imagine load. if they, they lifted. They hang, yeah. don't they? But and if you look at them, like the size of their lats and glutes and hamstrings, like you would not want that to do anything to you, would you? Maybe hug me. You're nice hug. Got really long arms. Because it would just squeeze you. They don't don't need to be that strong. Like, why? Why is evolution given them such? Because they they aren't that strong. They're just relatively strong compared to humans who are weak. That we're weak. We're so weak. They comfortably take on like a lion. And their their bite force is so. I think their bite force. I learned all this from this YouTube this morning. So if you think of an alico, so is this a, is this a gorilla or is it a chimp? Because there's a difference. Yeah, you know, oh, it's probably it's probably a gorilla. Okay, big thing. Chon- Sorry, chunky guy, big monkey. Think of a big aggressive monkey. One of those. They probably even that's probably wrong. But everyone knows what I mean. So if you think of an alico barbell, that's like one thousand one hundred twenty thousand psi pounds per square inch. And I think a, I think the bite of a gorilla is more than that. I've never been bitten by a barbell. No, but if you just, that's just an idea of the of the. <laughs> well, I don't the force, know what, what the is forces the force, involved, as in the force that a alico barbell can take, can tolerate. Yeah, not yeah. Versus yeah, yeah, not yeah. An alico barbell doesn't bite you with a hundred <laughs> output. Hold on, let me. Why are they so expensive? The, the, the closest I've had to being bitten by a barbell, and I think we've all had this experience, is when you're doing overhead press and you just catch your chin. Your tongue sticking out a little bit. That's that's that jaws of size getting in the way. Oh yeah, it is. Just glances, just she just oh, clips the bottom. Horrible. Sorry, that you know what? That's I'm completely wrong. It's two hundred and fifteen thousand psi. Ali- yeah, Eddie Alico reps just screaming that. down. Yeah, no. Misinformation. We're going to sue. We, cease and desist. Well, maybe they deliberately made that. They thought like, what's a what's a big psi number that gets thrown around the internet? I know. A gorilla's bite. Let's make oh, the Enrico Barbell. Classic. So, shall we commence Bull and oh, Bear? You know, you know what? I'm so far off. I'm so sorry. A gorilla's mm. bite force is, force is 1,300 PSI. You're just chatting shit, mate. We need to... It's because I was watching it this morning while I was eating my porridge. It was early. You said once to get started. It was maybe K, like KPSI or something, and they've got the units wrong. I mean, we in any case... Uh, that thank you if, thank if you anyone's listening out. please correct us if you're a, if you're an expert maybe you've got a phd in gorilla force output please or let Alico, us know or a leco strength equipment yeah if, if if you calibrate strength equipment then please let us know <laughs> ideally so, if you do both then definitely get in touch oh then you're the, the world expert really on this question so to kick off bull versus bear pure gym Oh, that's a great one. Ooh. That's a great one. 
Just to clarify so everyone knows, why is it called Bull and Bear, Yusuf? So, this is our mini-series on whether we are pro or anti a particular thing. So, this is if you were to buy a stock in the relevant topic that we're bringing up, whether you would buy it or sell it. Um, And so, Bull is thinking that it's going to go up putting a lot of money into buying that stock and it's up because the bull's horns go up and bear because the bear's claws go down so that's short short selling the topic so pure gym pure gym i am bullish on pure gym okay i think what about you i think i probably am too because of well, I think we talked about this a little bit on the last episode of Bull and Bear, or maybe we just we've talked about it at some point of like, what are gyms functionally these days? Like, what, what you know, what where is the gym model going? What is it? What is it serving for people? And I think pure gym, pure gym's cheap, isn't it? I'm right in thinking that's like one of the cheapy 20, cheap, yeah. 24 hour geezers. Yeah, I'm just actually looking at what is the price of Pure Gym. It used to be £9.99 a month, but I feel like it's got to have increased a little now. Maybe 15 a month. Still the the very low end of gym membership. Like You're not going to get any cheaper. Yeah. There's I, lots of them. Yeah, I, I think I'm pretty bullish because of what they... Well, I don't know. Maybe this is a bias to my own training style. And I think all three of us have like a, we're just going to do it ourselves like kind of training style but i think pure gym is generally well equipped like they generally have quite a few bars depending on which one it is obviously but quite a few bars different options and it's really cheap and i just think that's probably more favorable to a consumer that like wants to train versus but i don't know what the alternative is that is getting beat out by it like probably the middle of the road like it's either going to be really expensive gyms for super dedicated or really cheap gyms for like Casual fans, maybe. The, so I don't think it'll under equipped. I, I think it'll be the like the pure gym, and I think the small sort of facility that just does group coaching or just does like PT that doesn't isn't necessarily going after the mass market. They'll probably do both do quite well. I think because you you don't go to pure gym for the like feeling where you know all the members and you all train together and yeah. everyone's there using using the same PT. Like there's a few in Newcastle that we like know the owners of and that it's a, such a different product of compared to what Pure Gym do. That's very true. It's like, oh, I've been in the office till late tonight and I live in London. I just need to like nip, nip by and do some, some swinging curls before I, before I go to bed. So I, I think there's definitely a, the, the avatar of a Pure Gym is male, mid-20s, Big biceps, small calves, um, trains arms three times a week, maybe does a leg session once a month. Um, Got to get, get the monthly in. Yeah, got to get the monthly leg session in. Does a lot of like swinging movements and, and body English. Loves a heavy dumbbell bench. And drinks but only, only sort of top top end. Range oh of yeah, motion. just the, the top few inches of their of their bench, and they they drink a maxi muscle during their workouts. Because the or maybe not. It's probably like a. Is it a monster? It might not be a monster. That's a bit like strength sporty, isn't it? Maybe it is a like a ready mixed shake. 
something like that. Oh yeah, that's cost like three pound fifty. Yeah, for twenty. One of those that are in like the it looks like a medicinal black brown glass bottle with a nice. little twist top. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> one of those. But the um, I think certainly in any of these gyms, I've only been in a few. So I've been in an exercise for less, which I think existed prior to Pure Gym in the gym. I've been in a the gym. Mm-hmm. Have I been in a Pure Gym? Maybe. But like, if you went in there to try and do like a, f- a five three one session. I think you'd struggle with the like the knurling on the barbell, how whippy the barbells are, having enough space to like reliably like squat without someone walking past you. Um, probably enough weight as well, depending on you. Johnny's on squat you. sessions are very a lot of movement from the rack. He steps yeah, right out. He steps out about twenty meters. <laughs> well, <laughs> they, they all have those. They have those half racks, don't they? And they're all like lined up next to each other. Yeah. So there you are, like unracking the heaviest set you've ever done and someone else is like walking past with the swing and the TRX about and they knock your barbell <laughs> and then that's it. That's the end. That's the end of you. Yeah. <laughs> no it, more training. That, so the feeling I get when I'm in a pure gym is I am a battery hen. <laughs> like I am being, I'm being commoditized here. And <laughs> is this related to the gym or is this just how you personally? Like, just how is, I, I feel right. when I'm, <laughs> glowing reviews yeah and you know you're like well it it gets the job done it's almost like eating a yo sushi or a um, (laughs) having a having a mcdonald's burger or something it's like i'm chicken nuggets it's hit the job yeah like chicken nugget okay so this is so this is why i am bullish because one chicken nuggets still sell very well but two i so i've been on a road trip for the last two months now and that kind of gym is actually for just for like for someone traveling has a lovely stability about it. Like you know what you're going to get. You're not going to have to pay too much to get like a week pass or anything. Like versus, you know, I, I think there was there's some like New Orleans for some reason the central business district of New Orleans has the most ridiculous gym membership pricing I've ever encountered in my life. Have to join for the year probably. So you have to yeah. So there's there's so there's a club fee a yearly registration fee and a fee and it ended up being $300. Luckily I got COVID. So I didn't end up doing it. But you're like, I just want to do swinging girls. But like, you know, I mean, you can still, so I've actually been doing three, five, one in pure gym style gyms. So I, I refute that remark, Johnny. (laughs) (laughs) So interestingly, Starbucks business model is exactly what you've described, Alex, which is, their goal is not to necessarily make the nicest coffee. It's to make the most consistent coffee so that yeah. when you're traveling in the Vatican and you're looking for a coffee and you're like, in fact, I think the Vatican's the one place it doesn't, there isn't a Starbucks in there. But if, if you're out in, you know, Alaska and you're like, mm-hmm. well, I want a coffee. Ah, I see that logo of the mermaid doing that. Brilliant. I know exactly what I'm going to get. No, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's really, that's been a massive comfort blanket you know i think that's no but like just training has been a really nice consistency whilst on the road trip so i think those kind of gyms serve that really well because of just you know what that what that offering is compared to like a box where like oh here's here's jennifer and here's neil and they're the they're the great instructors hey guys oh great (laughs) you know so i went to do you have a there are equinoxes in london right I think yeah. so, yeah. But like, sure. it's like a bougie. It's the David Lloyd of America, I would say. Like, it's it's who runs Soul Cycle. They're very, very wealthy. 
I was so upset by it. <laughs> like, I went there, salesperson at the fucking front door being so creepy, and, like, it is 90% treadmills. Like, 95%. And this is, this is something that's, like, $150 a month, probably more, dependent on what rate we get. And I was so... And, like, there was one squat rack, and the squat rack was also the deadlift platform. And it's like, yeah. my fucking, like, it's just in like central San Francisco, no, central LA, central LA, or even though no, it was Venice Beach, LA. And I was like, surely, surely there's some kind of powerlifting option here, but just so disappointing. It, that is very strange. I, I mean, I, I think there's no point us even doing a bull versus bear on treadmills because it's just the most redundant piece of equipment possible, especially if you're living in LA. But yeah, like it's sunny go. all year round. Just go to the beach, for God's sake. Anyway, go and have a nice walk. Hey guys, my name is Bodhi Kenyon. I live in Tokyo, Japan. I've been in the propane business course for several weeks now, and I want to give praise where praise is due. The first week, I got really clear on my vision. There's a goal setting that first week, and we spent like 20 hours, my wife and I, getting our goal, our vision, really ultra clear. And just got really clear on where we're going with our life and with our business. Uh, the second week on the niche, getting the niche straight. Um, and we just got really clear on who we serve exactly. But doing that really was a game changer. Um, because of the vision, getting clear on our vision, where we're going, and getting clear on our client. And we brought in three new clients in two weeks. And that uh, was about 3,300 pounds, about 4,000 US dollars. Um, just doing those two things, just two weeks of the course two out of 12 I'm, I'm excited what's coming next um so we're really happy just getting our mindset straight getting our niche straight um makes a huge difference thank you guys propane we love you good luck everyone so the next one i've got here unless anyone has any is crypto oh my god what jesus how are we gonna do that yeah that's a lot that's a lot of <laughs> We could do a mini one. It's also like, that's too broad. Like, do I think crypto like the S&P 500 will increase its market cap over yeah. the next however long? I think Probably, yeah. So I, I know it sounds broad, but during times of increased volatility, the correlation of assets that were previously uncorrelated converges to one, doesn't it? Because all the hedge funds dump their, um, dump their portfolios in one go. And so crypto generally tends to be correlated. Like, yes, you've got overperformers and underperformers within that. But generally, you've got Bitcoin kind of leading the way. And then you've got all the little shit coins that are, you know, um, trailing along and then people putting bets on some of the, the ones in between. Um, currently, they've had a bit of a wobble. And I guess yeah. the question is now, like, was it overpriced? And is it just going to trundle along from now on? Or... Are we just getting started? Is, is it gonna is it gonna be big in five years time when we're all post apocalyptic? Um, I, th I think it will. I think it will get to a hundred thousand dollars probably. I think there's like a decent chance it will eventually. Like I don't know if it will sustain that, but I mean, I don't know. That could be a terrible take. But so you, do you mean Bitcoin? Bitcoin, yeah. Bitcoin. Than, yeah. Right. <laughs> the whole of crypto, not all crypto. <laughs> no, I think Bitcoin, like the single price of a a Bitcoin. Uh, will probably reach $100,000 at some point. I'm not going to invest in it because I just don't think the it's too it's too volatile comparative to 
other stocks and shares that still have a pretty dependable increase. And well, no, I think like this is an idea that you know maybe is a full podcast worth. But I think like the idea of beating the market is a naive idea, almost. Um, I don't think generally in life you're ever going to be able to beat the market, but I think also just like the market as it were. But I think also if you just keep in line with the market, you stand to be pretty freaking wealthy as long as you can put some money away. So I don't think there's, I don't think that's much of a downside, but I think that's generally, it's like training, right? Like you can say, oh, I'm going to triple my squat in the next five weeks. Or, you know what I mean? Like you can push training to its limit. And I know it's not an exact analogy because markets, are, there's a bit more volatility in that than biological science. But I think in history globally, um, that's generally what it will even out to is that like, if you just squatted and generally did progressive overload for 20 years, you'd be so fucking strong. Like, if you didn't detour from that, because even the people that are strong still detour from that. Like, that's true. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of parallels with like, if you just did the slow boring thing for 20 years you'd probably be doing pretty well and warren buffett made a a bet a public bet saying if anyone can pick five hedge funds and any of them outperforms the s&p over 10 years then uh, i can't remember what what the, the stakes was but it was a lot of money and no one could do it um because if you just buy the index and leave it for 10 years it it's you, you, you're being carried by the stream. Well, yeah. So what's your opinion on crypto, Johnny? <laughs> <laughs> I think it just, it, it depends on mainstream adoption, basically. So I think you're, there's going to be a, some degree of difficulty, isn't there, with like any currency that is centralized and managed by a central bank that no longer being used or you need sort of modern currencies to collapse and they'd be replaced by crypto then obviously the value would go crazy um but the fact that like you know if you own crypto now it's very hard to transact in you know you can't go into the city center and buy much stuff with crypto i think that's always going to hamper the it, it'll obviously range and it'll as the popularity increases and stuff like you know tesla taking out huge bitcoin positions and things like that increase the general popularity and acceptance of like buying crypto and holding bitcoin but will it like triple or quadruple or 10x in value i think it it probably needs the like i can go buy my shopping with crypto so it hinges on mainstream adoption i i would say so but i think as of today paypal are now allowing withdrawal as crypto really that's huge but yeah it's hard to know whether these companies are doing it because it's fashionable or if it's starting a, a movement well, it, it's like the why why do you have money like what do you use money for it's not to just hold it's to buy goods and services so if you can't buy most goods and services with crypto it reduces its popularity and usability like is there, is there anything you can buy maybe you can can you buy a tesla with crypto you probably can you you can and then they stopped accepting dogecoin i think like they right. pulled back on one of their positions which tanked dogecoin the old pump and dump well, no, so I, musk effect. Well, no, I, I think it's so like, I think you have to look at, you know, when X business decides to go into crypto, what that, what they're actually risking there. Like if it's like 5% of their share, it might be 5 billion. But if they're like, oh, no, it's probably going to go up again. Like that's probably worth a 5 billion gamble for a company with, if I do the math, a hundred billion. <laughs> 
Um, like, so it, I think you've got to look at what, what I don't know. I don't know if you've read like uh, Nassim Nicholas Taleb's Skin in the Game. I don't know if you've read that book, but it's a great book. It's an interesting bit of a, like some radicalist theory in there, but I, I think like a really interesting read. Um, but like, if they don't have much skin in the game, like if, they, if they're 100% of their well-being is in crypto, that means they really, really believe in crypto. And I don't know that there's any kind of mainstream thing that's done that. Like Tesla, yes, they've done a ton of stuff with crypto, but Elon's so, well, Elon is the wealthiest human being on the planet. I don't think it, it doesn't matter to him how much he and he yeah he, he does stuff for the lols doesn't he yeah. so um, I have a, I have a list of nine companies that accept crypto are you ready okay mm-hmm. so there are some that are very surprising so there's some like niche companies that no one would have ever heard of I think and then Microsoft yeah so on the Microsoft Xbox source, store specifically and then Etsy which is like the I think is it crafts and stuff like bespoke yeah, yeah. It, it, it's yeah it's like it's like a, it's like Depop basically, but for like little crafty sewing things, and probably a bit more than that. But <laughs> lush, the soap, wow. oh, soap lush. shop, lush. So yeah, but they're they're hipstery, aren't they? Though this they're one's like, crazy. Uh, uh, like yeah. RNLI, the, the life the lifeboat charity, <laughs> will accept a donation in crypto. Wikipedia, that one kind of makes sense. So yeah. There's some play- if you've got some crypto and you're looking to splash the cash, go get yourself some soaps. Do you think there's get yourself some a new Fortnite skin? There's also some tactics. Do you think there's tax benefits to transacting uh, in crypto? I don't know. So it looks like a lot of governments are catching on early and trying to trying to tax it. Um, as to whether they can always track that, harder well, to know. But it, it only comes into play once you convert it back into normal currency so mm. there's the argument to say you could just do all of your transacting in crypto and then no if you only bought soap and lifeguards that's it that's the trouble yeah yeah it's like the argument with electric vehicles like yes an electric vehicle is a good idea but until you can like until every petrol station offers an electric fill up and it doesn't take 45 minutes to charge it'll it'll be hard for everybody to just have an electric vehicle yeah so do you want to hear who has some pretty large testicles is a company called MicroStrategy um, who have spent $2.24 billion on Bitcoin so far. They've just like... It's not, just not, not much micro about that strategy, is it? Yeah, <laughs> they're just accumulating Bitcoin um, over the last few months. And it's like not, they're, they're not a hedge fund. They're some kind of... Um, business intelligence firm. I don't really know what that is, but that sounds fucking dodgy to me. <laughs> it does sound very dodgy. I think Yusuf, when like Yusuf, when... do not invest. Do not <laughs> whatever they're offering you. I'll give you more so for you right. not to invest. Business intelligence. Mm. Okay. All right. But that, well, so but again, like, what are they? Uh, is that just like a sole owner? Is that like some? So, you know, some lady that's just doing a thing in Utah, or is it like a, is it like some like is it like a, a a group of people who also have other multi-billion-dollar businesses? Like, I think you've always got to look at how much is this actually of someone's livelihood, and like yeah. who who are the players, how much risk are they, what are they exposed to? I think like which microstrategy could be that, but I don't know how you raise two point two billion without having other sources of income. <laughs> yeah, true. I do, I do know someone who paid for their master's degree off Bitcoin at Columbia. Wow, which is pretty that sounds, cool. Um, 
That's, like not yeah. with not with Bitcoin, but off the uh, from it, right? From, from, the from profits made profits. from by Bitcoin. And this was this was not this wave, but the the previous wave when it went from like three thousand to ten thousand. Interesting. Around he twenty eighteen or masters so. in in cash. He um he went over and just put like eight thousand pounds on the table and said, "That's my there's my fees." Um, and they signed the thing, and then they were like, "Oh no, we can't accept cash." Like the safe's only insured for two hundred pounds, and he was like, "Well, not my problem. You've got the cash now. Bye." <laughs> <laughs> you run into like money laundering stuff, don't you? With certain amounts of cash, you have to like go through money laundering checks to make sure it's not from illicit sources. Speaking of which, I have one. Twitter. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Personally, I'm long Twitter because out of all of the social media platforms, it's very easy to create content compared to TikTok, which I, I think is actually quite hard to make viral content on TikTok. Although if, once you do, you can grow very easily. Instagram, we just can't get traction on Instagram. Like we've tried everything. We've tried posting pictures of our bums. We've tried taking photos of our food all the stuff that people say will grow your instagram and we haven't we even did photos of food on our bums food on our bums yeah like that didn't work either so whereas twitter like you you can you can grow an account being totally anonymous and being a 15 year old in a basement posing as someone else and you can gain a lot of traction that's what yusuf actually is that I am actually 15, yeah. So um, for better or for worse, it's a good way to network and, and, and get access to large accounts and people who normally you wouldn't be able to get access to. Mm-hmm. Um, as to whether it has a future, it's, it's so hard to know because I think every time a new social media platform comes out, the stages are like someone goes, oh no, that'll never catch on. And then it does catch on. Everyone just gets blind blindsided by it. And then the, the one at the bottom of the list, which currently is Facebook, gets kind of bumped off the the radar and is relegated to only the the sort of middle aged people. But, so, so the, the interesting thing about Twitter and Facebook is, I think they were created in around the same time, or they like became popular around the same time. So, Twitter was was founded in two thousand six, and I think like went through an initial phase of popularity, then became very unpopular for a long time. And now we're sort of trending back in the right direction again over like the last couple of years, whereas Facebook hasn't had that second wind. And in fact, I don't, I don't think many platforms do. Facebook have almost guaranteed that they don't get a second wind because of all the PR disasters they've been having recently. Yeah, I'll, I, mean, I don't know with Facebook though. So like Facebook as a social platform, maybe not, but I think like it's still the largest one, right? And By like quite a long month. way. And they've just, yeah, they're like, so in the, you know, Google is not a search engine anymore for the vast majority of, I mean, it is, but you know what I mean? Like, and then Facebook is that versus Twitter is that. Twitter is a social media platform. I know they've, what, they've introduced Spaces, right? Which is basically. Yeah, so they've, they've killed Clubhouse, basically. And they're, they're becoming, since Jack Dorsey went on a couple of retreats, he's just gone full tilt with the creative stuff. Like he started to introduce what's the kind of Instagram story equivalent and spaces, voice tweets. 
-hmm. So all these kind of things are now like he's just aggressively eating up all the other features of these these other places. The only thing is, does that attract new users or does it just make the current users more engaged? The the thing that I can't wrap my head around with with Twitter is it seems to be the only platform that's like doesn't care about like OnlyFans promo and porn stars and like there's no like restrict at least as far as I see like there's no restrictions on stuff getting pulled or there's no content restrictions whereas like we had a we had something taken off Instagram that we posted like three years ago because it had a, a song playing in the background of the of the video that was like yeah. a song that we don't have the copyright for because it was like playing on someone's it was playing on the radio or something. I think Instagram just, like, is particularly strict with that stuff. They're like, so there's... worried, aren't they, the whole time of like something going, <laughs> like no one really cares, man. Like I'm sure the person who owns a song doesn't really care, but they're like sifting through everything that's been posted over years, whereas Twitter just allow porn stars to, to promote themselves. I'm pretty long on Instagram, though. Like I think, really? And also, which is why I'm long on Facebook, because obviously Facebook owns Instagram. So I think they're just pivoting. Away. That's their social platform. They're not bothered about people really using Facebook a ton. They want people to buy the Facebook portal. They want people to do all that stuff. But as like a, a platform for socialize, I mean, the reason I'm long is because I know quite a few like <clears throat> undergrads from my master's program, like that I play basketball with, and they all have like 4,000 followers on Instagram as children. Like it's <laughs> fucking gigantic for, I mean, again, it might not be for 10 year olds. It might not be the vibe, but the fact that it's increased in its like, intensity of importance for the generation below us means that there's still probably you know at least another 10 years in it because people that are 18 now that have two you know that are posting all the time and getting i mean like these are people that just have like hundreds of likes for not really any reason but just that they're younger and it's much more important within their like social sphere so there's a lot more attention directed to it just like yeah. i guess probably but- my space was for you old fogies <laughs> That's that's a that's something I've seen with younger people is that it's almost I feel like such a granddad saying this that but you are fifteen, Yusuf. You are true. <laughs> Getting on that that there's something about like oh well she didn't like my post so I'm not inviting her to this and hmm. it's like wow like it, it's a real form of currency. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like I think the the problem Instagram has and this is just a Facebook problem and it seems to be the only like social brand that has this issue is like being criticized for the the mental health impacts of social media but you don't really hear you don't you don't get like the google ceo being brought into that conversation or like the the twitter ceo being brought into that conversation it's very much like zuckerberg 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 and all the facebook products are bad for i suppose snapchat was bundled into it and so is arguably tiktok but like it's you know there's supposed to be different rules on instagram for kids now and it's about whether are we going to remove the likes and the comments from influencers' accounts because it's bad for mental health. Mm. So I, I think Instagram's always just going to be swimming upstream against this, like, general, you know, like all the Tristan Harris, like, these people are, like, are manip- manipulating us into spending too much time on our phone, etc. cetera. Um, whereas Twitter just sort of, like, sneaks My by and no one, like, no one says anything, <laughs> while there's just OnlyFans accounts being promoted daily, aggressively, and no one's like, we should really get a handle on Twitter. So, so I think with what you said there, TikTok's probably going to be, well, it, it already is, like there's some dodgy stuff on there. And it's yeah. um, really the, the problem is the, how the average age of the people using it and how it's, it's very sexualized. And so mm. 
either that's going to continue and cause this like twisted kind of cultural shift or someone's going to have to step in and be like but I'll let all... I'm like so I get that but I also think that's like I don't know I think that's that's always existed like I think kids will always try and find some illicit stuff like I don't know if you like in school there'd be you know like the websites that would go around that were like these weird gory websites and shit like but that that's so that's true but that's from a consumption perspective and i think there's there's less of a, a moral it there's less of an issue on the kind of moral ladder of kids consuming that stuff if they're going to keep trying to like you can put in barriers if you if you want but um but it's producing it and getting the social feedback which is the issue so if that's fair like have, if you're sexualizing yourself as a 13 year old and that's getting you validation someone oh, should probably that, stop that shouldn't they Someone needs to come in and say it's a it's a question of who though. That's the thing. Like, whose role is it to one man? Have... <laughs> <laughs> it, it's ultimately it's going to have to be Liam Neeson, isn't it? Someone should <laughs> ring him. <laughs> I found my daughter's profile. <laughs> She's twerking to a Cardi B song. <laughs> he, just, he just got off to Algeria. I've seen that you are a forty-five-year-old man. And you have engaged and liked the video. I don't care where you are. I don't care who you know. I will find you. We just have an army of them, don't we? To go yeah. travel around and beat people up. But I think it's really tough, though, because of... Well, yeah, no, I think it's everything is a little bit more volatile. But it's also weird because of like the human history with... I mean, like, well, to get into it, like paedophilia and stuff like that. Like... This might get us flagged on Spotify. I don't know if they do much <laughs> content moderation. No, but isn't like that's been a thing forever and has always been just happening behind closed doors or on Epstein Island or, you know, like that. So, so I don't know how you can, like, it seems like a, a deeper route than, oh, these kids are dancing. They're putting themselves in these vulnerable positions. Like it's, it's a bit of yeah. both, I think. And the, you're right. The, the question there is then, does publicizing it make it more popular um, or is it just revealing what's already there? Yeah. And I would, I would think it probably at least nudges it into making it more popular. Um, but this, or just makes know, it more, it's, it's the accessibility, isn't it? And I guess the acceptance, like the, like the yeah. Oh, this is okay. This is not some horrific thing that we definitely need to not have in society. Like this is yeah, fine. There's, there's a similar kind of ethical question. I think Sam Harris talks about this of sex dolls. Because if, because you can have sex dolls and then you can have ones that are like of animals or children. And then it, it, yeah. it's like, mm, does that prevent crime or does it promote it over time? Because yeah. it makes that interaction acceptable. It, I like that we just need a Westworld. What we need is Westworld where everyone can go and just get it all out of their system. So, Johnny, there's <laughs> actually a lot of, there's actually a lot of stuff out there. It's actually called Westworld. You should watch it. That actually says that's a bad idea. <laughs> With, on that topic, we should end this episode. Probably. <laughs> or we can continue and make it an extra long one. Oh, for part two. We'll look for part two. Part two coming out soon. Want to learn more about the systems we use to run 
buildandscalepropanefitness.com. Head over to propanefitness.com forward slash business podcast and you can get your hands on our free training that covers the seven steps that we take with every client that we help build their own online business and also the seven steps that we use to successfully build Propane Fitness. We walk through the sales systems, the delivery systems, follow-up, remarketing, how to basically build your program so that it delivers coaching to your clients without you being there 24-7. We really do cover the full thing, right? And if you want to continue even further and potentially work with us, there's a chance to book in a call to have an informal chat with Yusuf or I to just basically see if any of our programs would be a fit to help you get from where you are to where you want to get to. So go to propanefitness.com forward slash business podcast today and get access to that. If you'd like to learn just more about Yusuf and I, more about us, what we do, follow us on the various channels, the best place to go is our YouTube channel. We have a load of stuff from fitness content, productivity content, why Yusuf slept on the floor for several months, why he's been having cold showers. There's always stuff on there that's entertaining and hopefully informative. So just go to YouTube, search for Propane Fitness, and you can find out a bit more about us there as well. Speak to you on the next episode.